am I Reister or am I wrong? The Robinhood app and the other brokerages shutting down trading of GameStop, AMC, uh, BlackBerry, all of that is absolutely criminal. It seems like Dogecoin is a secret society that comes out after the daywalkers go to sleep. The subreddit Wall Street Bets is apparently a danger to the stock market and disruptors often are. The Texans must trade Deshaun Watson. That is their only way out of this mess. The Browns, well, there was discussion that the Browns and the Chargers should consider trading Justin Herbert and Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson. The Browns should absolutely make that move if it's, you know, if they can get a reasonable deal. But the Chargers should do that under no circumstances, dude. That would be a horrendous move for the Chargers to do. Um, Am I right or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed. I keep it 100. Make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and you can get a hold of me. I'm Matt. I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. Um, and Ralph will be back on Monday. Super excited about that. But the show must go on while, while he's gone, right? Hopefully it's still entertaining and good. Um, you guys, make sure that you guys listen to me as well on Mad Dog Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on Fox Sports Radio, 2 to 5 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, you guys, make sure that you guys subscribe, tell a friend, all those things. Uh, but we will start today with the Robin Hood app. The other brokerage houses like TD Ameritrade, Cash App, Webull, all of them, they shut down trading yesterday of GameStop, AMC Movie Theaters, BlackBerry, Nokia, whole bunch of other ones that have, that were being uh, driven up by the subreddit, which I'll talk about in a second. But that's an absolute crime. Like this is a, these are publicly traded companies, which brokerage houses, quants, uh, hedge funds, they buy millions of stock, thousands, hundreds of thousands of stock of in a day for a company, tens of thousands in a day, which changes the stock price or they short it, which affects the stock price. But then when it comes to regular people, retail customers, Changing the stock price. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. How is that a problem? And then they shut it down. Like Robin Hood, especially, they talked about, uh, they tweeted years ago, free, let the people buy, let the people invest. But then they stop it. Then they claim it's because of the SEC and the regulations, all of that. Man, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it because you didn't have a problem making the trades at first. So what is it? You're not liquid. What is the issue? The issue is, is that you started messing with the billionaire's money and they got frustrated. They were like, hold up, we got to stop this so we can formulate a game plan to learn how to deal with this. All of this was started, obviously, by the Reddit Wall Street Bets. And Wall Street Bets 
it, they had a million members like 48 hours ago. Now they're up to 6 million members. This is a subreddit group where they talk about stocks, all of that. But there's also a key thing in there. It is these meme stocks. And the meme stocks are a way for the general public to essentially uh, crowdfund a particular whatever stock that they want to use. It has to do with nostalgia. So that's kind of why they picked GameStop. They've done Nokia, BlackBerry, AMC movie theaters, which are practically uh, vacant right now during the pandemic. So they chose to do it like there's no there's no criminal activity here. This isn't Martha Stewart uh, insider trading or Kelly Loeffler when she found out there was going to be a pipe pandemic and sold off stock and bought ones for companies that they knew were going to go up. Come on, like people's eyes are being opened to the dangers of centralized finance for the everyday person. I mean, because when you think about our entire economy, it's based upon consumer confidence because money was supposed to be backed by gold. Then it wasn't because we started printing money. So the only reason why the economy can, the buying power of the dollar still stands is because of consumer confidence. It's not because it's backed by other things. And then these people, the billionaires, they'll, 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 they'll tell you, or multimillionaires, they'll, they'll tell you, invest your money, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, be inventive, find a way, find a hustle. Invest your money to make money. But the second that you bypass their traditional model that they can control, they pull the strings behind the scenes to change the rules. This is what's happened. And this movement, I hope that it doesn't end because I am all about people being empowered and letting the free market do what the free market's going to do. If there was some sort of collusion by people to manipulate their own stock price or something like that, no, this is people figuring out how to make a buck and it's a-okay. Yes, some people are going to lose in it. Some people are going to win, but isn't that the American way though? Isn't it? Um, And it's just the, so I don't want the movement to end. I want people to continuously be empowered, find a way to cut out middlemen, all of this. Because individual investors, retail investors should not be cut out of buying stocks that firms and hedge funds can still buy in short. That's the issue. If they just shut down trading on it altogether, that would not have been a problem. The problem is, is they still allowed hedge funds, firms, quants, all that stuff to still do it while retail investors could not. That's the criminal part. They were looking out for the big boys. Um, yeah, absolute a disaster. So they got on TV. You heard a bunch of them get on CNBC, Fox business, crying about it. Nobody wants to hear your, nobody wants to hear your tears. Nobody wants to hear you playing the smallest violin in the world. Um, interesting though, and interesting thing, because everybody talks about Bitcoin when they talk about cryptocurrency. So there is a cryptocurrency that was actually started out as a joke. It's called, uh, Dogecoin, D-O-G-E-C-O-I-N. And, but it's funny because after this whole thing started with wall street bets, 
Dogecoin, which originally was started as a joke because it's not set up the same way as Bitcoin or Litecoin or any of them where there's a finite number of uh, coins or how they can be mined or anything like that. So, but at night though, probably about 1030 Pacific time, which 1 a.m. Eastern time, or maybe a little bit earlier than that, but after it hits midnight Eastern time, that's when the Dogecoin secret society starts to come out. It'll be trending number one on Twitter. And that's why I said the day walkers, once the day walkers go to sleep, people like me who work late at night and I see it trending. So I see what's going on. And this is a coin that two weeks ago you could have bought for under a penny is trading now over five cents and was up at like eight cents last, last night. So if you're like me and you bought it at a penny, oh yeah, you might think about getting rid of it. <laughs> um, the next thing up, the Texans, they absolutely positively, no way, no how, cannot do anything other than trade Deshaun Watson. I know, I know it hurts. New head coach, David Cully. This is a franchise that clearly is in making some attempt to do something different. The culture was bad with Bill O'Brien, their last coach, but then Jack Easterby is still there and Kyle McNair, who the players don't trust, which is still a culture problem. But beyond the culture problem, let's just look at the actual problem in and of itself, which is the on-field product, which obviously is influenced by the culture, but what they need to do to be a better football team. The Texans were 4-12 and this year. They have an aging roster that's one of the league's worst defenses. 30th ranked uh, DVOA in 2020. There's only 32 teams. They don't have first or second round picks in 2021 in this upcoming draft. They're already projected to be $18 million over the salary cap. And as opposed to a team like Jacksonville, who's almost $70 million under, under the salary cap. And that's before we even get to their culture. So they have Deshaun Watson. And the analogy that I've used is Deshaun Watson is you going on prices, right? And you winning a Rolls Royce or let's make a deal, whatever show you like winning a Rolls Royce, you bring it home. You get home, your account's overdrawn. That's the $18 million over the cap. So when you go buy food, try to drive your Rolls Royce out somewhere to go get some food, what happens? Your debit card don't work. Credit card don't work. You come back home. You try to, there's no food in the refrigerator. Refrigerator breaks, oven breaks. But you got this nice Rolls Royce in the, in the garage. So what do you do? You don't want to get rid of the Rolls Royce. You're like, yo, I got a free Rolls Royce. But then if you really think about it, the optimal thing is to sell the Rolls Royce, get money for it, try to get the best value that you can get for it. Take that money, fix the stuff in your house, use that money to invest in yourself, whether it's going to school, uh, a new business venture, something that way then you can fish for yourself. Keeping the Rolls Royce does you no good. Yes, it's a status symbol. Yes, it seems like that you should be able to make something out of it. But that's Deshaun Watson. He's better than the franchise. He's the most valuable thing that you have. If this were the NBA, that would be different. You wouldn't do that. 
You wouldn't do that if this were the NBA, aside from a situation like James Harden where he's being a saboteur and forces you to get rid of him. Aside from that. Because in the NBA, uh, one great player, like if you take LeBron James and you put him on the worst team in the NBA right now, they're instantly better. And people want to be around him, all of that. Team's going to get better extremely fast. But that's not what, that can't happen in football. You need a rest of the roster. And nobody wants to come play for Jack Easterby, who's a big influential person in there. Nobody wants these New England Patriots retreads. So, unfortunately, you got to get rid of Deshaun Watson. So, who should you get rid of Deshaun Watson for? Obviously, the Jets, who have two first-round draft picks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, all have two first-round draft picks. Those names have come up. But the last, and we've gone at nauseum over where the likelihood that he ends at any of those places, where does he want to go, any of that. Well, sands where Deshaun Watson wants to go because he has a no trade clause and he has to choose. The topic came up of Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. And people were saying, oh, they, if you're the Browns, there's no way you should trade Deshaun Watson for Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson for Baker Mayfield. I was like, what? Excuse, excuse the hell out of me? Baker Mayfield has not been a good quarterback till this year. He's been below average. A middling quarterback, like, you know, 20th, 23rd best quarterback in the league, 25th best quarterback in the league. This year, he's top. Yeah, he's still still in the middle. Yeah, he's still in the middle. Probably about 15, 16 now. Because he had a really good season. But nothing about Baker Mayfield is an elite quarterback. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, elite quarterback. So if you're the Browns, do you trade him? Hell yeah. If you can get something reasonable, Yes, you should try just a man for a man. Forget all the details. Forget all. Yes, you should be willing to trade that. But on the other hand, when it comes to the Chargers, should the Chargers even consider trading Justin Herbert for Deshaun Watson? And my answer was absolutely not. Because here's the truth. Deshaun Watson's better than Baker Mayfield. And the Browns would be Super Bowl contenders with him. Justin Herbert's rookie season and his trajectory was better than Watson's as a rookie. And the Brown and and that's not saying that Watson's a bum cuz Justin Herbert just had one of the greatest seasons in rookie history and Deshaun Watson played about half a season towards ACL. And also it, uh he threw way more picks all that. And the Browns should be willing to trade for Baker for Watson, but the Chargers shouldn't with Herbert because main reason before we even get of all that, Justin Herbert had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. He's on the second year coming up on the second year of his rookie contract. You got to pay Deshaun Watson $39 million, which affects how you can build your team. So you're going to have a, a, if you're the Chargers, you keep Justin Herbert. He's a top eight quarterback in the league. And only going to get better. For him, the ceiling is the roof. And here was the, and so I said that. And here is CBS headquarters tagged me in a tweet. They tagged me in this tweet with this. They said that Justin Herbert threw first, first 15 career starts versus Deshaun Watson. 
31 for Herbert, 15 touchdown, I'm sorry, 35 touchdown passes for Watson. Passing yards, 43-36 for Herbert, 39-86 for Watson. Passer rating, 93.88.3 for Herbert, 103.7 for Watson. Completion percentage, a nasty 666, which we'll, we'll, we'll go 667 or 665. For Herbert, we we don't want none of that bad juju around here, buddy. And or Deshaun Watson, sixty four percent. So I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, okay, yes, those numbers matter. But when you look at it, Justin Herbert's first fifteen career starts were as a rookie. Deshaun Watson's first fifteen starts were nine in one season. I'm sorry, six in his first season, nine in his second season. So what that means is, is that Deshaun Watson was a year older. And I guarantee if you take the last six games of Justin Herbert's career and put him the first nine games next year, his numbers will be better than Watson's. And in two of those categories, they were already better. And they didn't even talk about the interceptions because in six starting games for Deshaun Watson as a rookie, Threw eight interceptions. Justin Herbert in 15 through 10. But he threw 31 touchdowns. Just saying, this is in no way to disparage Deshaun Watson because I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. Like, there's no, there's, I am in no way besmirching this man's name. But Justin Herbert's situation is just better. So you wouldn't trade it. Makes no sense. Um, the last thing up today is Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is set to be hired. Well, he's hired by the MLB to make baseball great again. And he's going to serve as the senior advisor to the commissioner with an emphasis on baseball operations, youth development, and improving diversity at all levels of the game. That's code name for Make kids have fun play playing baseball again. And the the thing that drives me wild about baseball and that's frustrating a lot of times is, is that all the things that kids do in Little League that make baseball fun and make the game great are frowned upon the older that you get. Like, I remember when my son hit a home run when he was, I was standing on the field his first home run, I think he was seven, eight years years old, hit it out right field. I was coaching first base, hit it out. Dude, I jumped up and down celebrating. He's smiling from ear to ear. He's pumping his fist, jumping up and down, super excited, right? Hitting a home run is extremely difficult. But what do they do in the big leagues when you get in college, high school? Hey, 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 act like you've been there before. Run around the bases. You better not run too slow. Don't run too fast. Run at an appropriate speed. Get it over with. Pretend like it didn't happen. Nobody get too excited. How is that fun for the crowd? How is that fun for people at home? Because if you really think about it, every other place in life, people feed off of energy. When people listen to talk shows, when they listen to when they listen to CEOs, they feed off their energy and their excitement. It's not necessarily the yelling or anything. It's the energy that you feel exuding from that person. And baseball stops the energy. That's why that needs to be fixed. I mean, everything from bat flips to pimping home runs to rivalries, talking trash, those things makes, make sports great. 
Baseball stopped frowning on him. So hopefully that's one of the initiatives for Ken Griffey Jr. The other thing is, is that he's supposed to youth develop, be part of youth development and improving diversity at all levels of the game. And that obviously means coaching, but players, right? Are there brown skinned people in the, in uh, the big leagues? Yes. The majority of them are not Americans, though. We're talking Cubans, Dominicans, uh, Puerto Ricans, all that. The more darker-skinned people. That does not. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem in the United States is that you have, especially the best athletes, don't always play baseball. The Mookie Betts of the world, who's a phenomenal athlete, you've seen YouTube videos of him playing basketball, hockey. Uh, I mean, just anything. The man can do it. Running routes and football, all of that. Phenomenal athlete. The phenomenal athletes typically get away from baseball. Baseball's not quite as fun. It's not as popular and attractive with your friends because there's no fun allowed. So you have kids that are like my kid, 14 years old, very promising baseball player. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. But, but why? There's an element of Yes, you get exposed to new things and all that, but part of it is because you get the, your peers around you are doing other things. So now if you can keep baseball cool to, to black kids who the better or whoever the better athletes are, if you can keep baseball cool to them, then guess what? That's trickle up economics. That actually works. Trickle down economics doesn't work. Trickle up does. You feed it at the bottom and then it grows out. Grows like a weed. Then five, six, eight years, you'll have more in the big leagues. More and more and more. You keep promoting that. So hopefully Ken Griffey Jr. does a great job with that part of his job. I'm George Reister, guys. This is Reister or Wrong. I'm probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment. Tell me all of this stuff. Peace out. Catch you guys next episode.